What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run, episode 100. I'm Pete Colasano, joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Bracey. What's going on, dude? Congratulations, sir, on a fat 100. To us, unbelievable. It's hard to believe that it all started with a phone call. (laughs) A phone call where you actually kind of made me shit my pants a little bit because you were like, hey, can I talk to you? Well, that's how I read it. It was a text, so it didn't sound like that. <laughs> but that's how I read it. I was like, hey, can I talk to you? I'm like, oh. And now two years later, we're both yeah. in the hospitals and doctors not Right, yeah. Hard. Now we're both with bad hips. I guess sports podcasting is bad on the hips. Unbelievable. But 100, we're in our third year. We've completed two years. We're in our third year. 100 episodes. Unbelievable. Uh, for one thing, more than anything else, I'm so excited to see how you're going to end the show today because you can no longer give a list of players with their numbers. So that's exciting. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous to see how this goes. So uh, pretty, pretty incredible stuff, though. Pretty incredible yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. I'm surprised. Um, but yeah, it's funny you mention that. I'm sitting back. I'm, I never sit back, and I'm going to try to stay seat, sitting back, but I yeah. never sit back. But I have to because of the hip. Like we were both talking about, we both gone to the chiropractor within the last week, almost on the same day, because Jesus. of how bad the hips are going. Uh, it's a little more it makes a little more sense to me because I'm like 15 years older than you, but not good. No, it's not, not good. good. You shouldn't be breaking good. down this early. <clears throat> My goodness. Anyway, let's talk about some guys who are not breaking down. Uh, the combine took place in Indianapolis this past week, or I should, I guess you would say, last week into the weekend. And uh, there was some interesting stuff. I will say this. um, There was a debate. There's been a debate going on over the last couple of years about the value of the combine. And as usual, this year, there were a couple of players that it, without question, it helped. Right? Like, if they didn't show up, they would have probably been taken in one spot. They show up. It's a very wow moment. And, you know, their draft stock potentially goes up. I may discuss at least one of those players on this podcast today. Um, But people are asked, like, is there any value? Well, I would never say none. It's nice to see a guy in person. It's nice to see what a guy's body looks like. It's nice to see how actually fast he is. But in the end, what's the most important thing is game film and, you know, seeing these guys play football, okay? And, And we'll talk about what some of these guys did at the combine and stuff like that. Uh, I'll let you start and anything that you took away specifically from the combine itself uh, that really stuck out to you. I tell you, one of the most bizarre things in recent memory is the Jalen Carter situation from oh Georgia. God, yeah. Well, what's the story there? Because I, I kind of <clears throat> know it, but don't totally know it. So defensive tackle, um, maybe a top four guy on Kuiper and McShay's board. Yeah, some people think he's the, he would be he's the best player. Yeah, you know, out, you know, there's always the quarterbacks and stuff like that, but he's the best player in the draft. Now, he was involved in the fatal crash that killed a teammate and a um, member of the team. I, not a coach, but like a um, staff. Yeah, staff. Maybe Thank like you, a staff member, student assistant, or something like that. Graduate. When assistant. I when I first read it, I thought he was driving, but he, they were racing. But he wasn't driving the car. 
I don't know, but I don't. I know I, they I were racing. But I also don't know if he was racing at the time where the accident occurred either. There's, it's very gray area. Yeah, there's not a lot of details, I feel like. So they dismiss, him, they dismiss him from the combine, and then they do their due diligence, and then they invite him back. Oh, okay. So he kind of got lucky. So the, so for those who don't know, the, the, the combine is very regimented. It's very organized. He was very lucky that they didn't really go through the defensive linemen yet. Oh, like so interviews they, they, and drills. So he just oh, did the weightlifting okay. and the... So then he got invited back for the next day, so he can partake in all that stuff. Wow. Okay. But dude, it is very. I, I, I got to tell you though, it kind of, this this screams Laramie Tunsil to me. Right. So this is where it becomes interesting. Be, not so much the combine itself with this particular kid, but certainly the draft itself and the fact that you're saying about how there's not a lot of details on the situation. That's mm. what we have. I'm sure yeah. the teams in the NFL are way more. Uh, involved and inside on what's going on there. That doesn't mean they have all the facts because, listen, innocent until proven guilty, that's just the way it works. The question becomes, you know, there were talk about him being the number one pick in the draft. Like the the, the Bears might con would consider taking him because they were, you know, they're going to – it seems like they're going to roll with Justin Fields here. My, a mistake in my opinion, but that doesn't matter. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen now unless something just radically – changes before the draft because i just don't think you can use that high a draft pick on a on a potential someone who can be convicted of homicide <laughs> just right. i don't think that looks good for your organization right but so let me yeah you know, this you, know, you, know, you know you know who a guy you know who, you know who takes a guy like this belichick andy reed well i was gonna say what? i'm down here in south jersey which is a lot of like eagles country and I think they're, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're picking at ten. Uh, it must have been some trade where they got a, they got the tenth pick or something like that. And it was like, could he could he fall to ten? You figure there's going to be at least three quarterbacks. Well, I shouldn't say there probably there could be three, maybe even four quarterbacks. And we'll get to the quarterbacks in a minute. But there could be four quarterbacks going to top ten, which leaves six other people. If you're like the third or fourth, I still don't think you're taking them. But if he drops to ten, and you're the Eagles. Do you take a chance? Do you roll steps the right dice? Steps right in for Fletcher Cox. Oh my goodness! This is this is where it becomes, you know, at what point does it become, you know, okay to take a run at a guy who's got some serious, serious baggage, like potential, at least potentially serious baggage. And that's the question, right? To, for every organization, I mean, even for the top picks, like the really, really top picks, like. Are you really not willing to take a shot or are you willing to take a shot? And, are, and it's not so much take a shot, take the heat. Think of the Cleveland Browns and the heat they've taken for signing Deshaun Watson. Like, and now are you going to be the team that says, says like, hey, hold my beer. Like we're going to take a homicide, you know, a guy who committed homicide right. or at least participated in it. Like, wow, that's just so, but he's so damn good. Like, that's the part that makes it so bananas. You know what I mean? So, like, do you have an idea? Like, if you if you were just to scan over the draft, don't even think – like, not even teams per se. I mean, you make a good point. The coaches matter, right? If you have, like, an experienced coach that has a history of – Andy Reid, you make a great point right there because he has a history of giving guys second chances mm -hmm. and helping them out and that working out. Belichick <coughs> also. Um, mm -hmm. But just as far as numbers, like, how deep – how deep do you think – he could fall just because of the situation. Like, if he gets to 10, do you really still 
not take him? Laramie Tunsil, I think, went, what, like 16? And what was his thing, though? The weed gas mask? The gas mask weed, yeah. How far did he fall? I think to the mid-teens, Okay, I think. My po- it doesn't really matter exactly where. There's a, the point is, there's a place. I don't, think, I don't think he falls out of the first round. No, I can't imagine that. But there is a point where the teams just go, eh. Yeah, you know? yeah I, definitely. No <laughs> doubt about you it. You kind of shrug your shoulders and just go, eh. We'll take a little heat, but I, here's I the thing: like after a certain point in draft, like it's it's less. Listen, you fuck up the first pick, you fuck up. A, if you fuck up a top ten pick as a GM, your job is on the line. I mean, think of how great a job Joe Douglas has done in the draft, and his job is on the line right now because of one thing and one thing only, and that's Zach Wilson, right? Because he was top ten. If they picked Zach Wilson at fifteen, it's not like that. It's not the same. It's not the same story. So that's the whole thing. Do you want to put your job on the line? This is why we're even discussing Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. This is not a Joe Douglas move normally because he's a rental. He's a one, maybe two years. I don't know what they talked to him about in California over the weekend, but, but your job is now on the line. This is what people forget sometimes when they're like, why would they do this? Because they got to win games now or else he's going to be out of a job. I mean, he's trying to keep his job just as much as Zach Wilson trying to keep his and 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 Robert Salas trying to keep his. Like, everybody wants to keep their job, you know? So that's part of it. And that's what the question becomes. Like, does this guy potentially cost you your job? Or does he cost you your job if you don't take him? That's when it gets really crazy, right? Well, like you don't take him. You're the Eagles and you don't take him at 10 and somebody takes him at 12. And then he's like defensive rookie of the year. He gets absolved of any charges. (laughs) It's like, you could have taken him. Didn't you you do your due diligence? That's a big thing, dude. You want to find out. You want to get this thing over it before the draft if you can. Now, sure. They got a couple months, right? Like the the draft is some point in May. Late April, yeah. A late April this year? Okay. So you got some time, but these guys, you know these guys are working the phones and talking to lawyers and doing what they got to do because he's just that good a player. Anyway, I, I have a list um, of quarterbacks. I got five here. There's others, but these are like top five, um, and I have them in order. Do you want to hear this list? These are the guys coming out of the draft? These are the guys that are going to be in the draft. Well, I, I would say. Who do you think I have as number one? I think you got Young at number one. I do not. Richardson? No. You can't have Stroud. I do. Oh. Now let Ohio me preface State? this. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Let me preface this. There's nobody. There's nobody in this draft this year that doesn't have some kind of um, question mark. Right. Okay. There's no like purities even even with zach wilson there weren't a lot of question marks other for me other than his size i was a little concerned about him being a little undersized but that was about it for me um that's not the okay. case here now now if you could take that back Ooh, i have more questions now <laughs> although like i told you i still haven't given up on him i haven't because i don't think he's johnny manzo so that but that's for another day i have cj stroud as the number one and and here's the only reason that i even have a question mark next to him is because of what you just said ohio state quarterbacks and it's more about Ohio State wide receivers mm-hmm. who are so goddamn good. 
people don't even realize, correct me if I'm wrong, Smith and Jigba, or Jigma Smith, however the hell you say his name, whatever the hell Smith and Jigba. Yeah, there you go. Uh, didn't he have more yards than both Al- Alave and Wilson the year they were all three of them on a the team? Correct. He ended up, ha- like, that's a, and he barely played this year. Yeah, he like, played like two minutes. They got so many wide receivers there. That guy, guys that just come buck ass open all the time. This was the Justin Fields problem that his first read was always open or o- open often enough that he could just throw it and the guy goes get, and he's and he's that much open. So there is that part of it. But having watched him and watched some film, he's not Justin Fields. This guy can read the field. This guy can read defenses. He can come off of first and second reads. Like I've seen him do it, and he showed in the Georgia game that he's more mobile than we thought. Right. He's also 6'3", about 225, so he's not small. So the, the only question for me with him is arm is not the strongest in the world. It's not a bad arm, but it's not the strongest in the world. He's not going to have one of the strongest arms coming in. I don't know if he's – he's not even top three or four. He's not even top three, top four. He's the fourth at best. Um, but it's not weak. It's it's enough. It's enough. And and just the idea of coming at it at Ohio State offense. He's not Justin Fields. I'm telling everybody right now, he's not Justin Fields. He's better. He's a better quarterback. I don't know if he's a better thrower, but he's a better quarterback than Justin Fields was coming out of out of Ohio State. But I am concerned about the whole wide receiver thing. It's certainly mm-hmm. a problem. Who's my second guy? Young. Nope. Levis. Yes. Oh, dude, you're like. I love Will Levis. My one question mark, my one concern with him is accuracy. Um, Will Levis is the 2023 version of, um, oh, my God. I just had his name. I'm drawing a blank. Out of Vanderbilt, played for Denver. Cutler. Jay Cutler. Let me give you an example. Uh, as a player, as a player, not as a personality. Nobody's like Jay Cutler as a personality. <laughs> Don't worry. <No. laughs> Don't worry about that. Whoever drafts Will Levis, he's a good dude. He's a good kid. Um you're an SEC quarterback, big, strong arm, physical, very mobile. None of nuns of his receivers will be in the NFL. But he was throwing Correct. against NFL corners and defensive backs. Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia. Georgia. And he still had an over 60% completion percentage. And he also falls very much in the um, – Josh Allen realm, where he played better as a junior because his he had better receivers as a junior. Same with Will Levis. Had better receivers as a junior, put up better numbers as a junior. Those guys all graduated. They're gone. None of them are in the NFL anyway. Uh, so that's why. I, I Actually, maybe one, one of them. them are, one of them is. Wondell Robinson from okay, the Giants. One of them. Yeah. Um, so that's why. He's, he's an... SEC player without SEC Ooh. players around him throwing into smaller windows, playing well, winning games. Like, that's why. Big, strong, doing well against SEC teams without high-quality SEC players. So that's why for me. Bryce Young is my third. He's just too small, dude. Do, do you want to go through this Kyler Murray thing again? I, I just – I don't. Like, who – I th- he's probably an upgrade for a lot of teams, but how long do you have him? How lo- how many games is he going to play every year? He's already shown a history of getting hurt, and that was at Alabama. That's insulting to Young that you compare him to Kyler Murray. That little fuck. They're literally the exact same size. No, I meant personality-wise. No, no, I'm not doing that. Bryce yeah, Young is a yeah. great kid. He's yeah, a great definitely. kid. So 
if you're Houston, um, maybe the Colts, I get it. But he's not my first pick. Like if I had, if I had no, if you're the Colts, and they certainly are probably going to draft a quarterback, and Stroud and Levis are on the board, I'm not taking Young. I'm taking one of those two. I, ju- I just want someone who's going to be in it for the long run. I just don't think he can hold up. Seventeen games, two preseason games against NFL players. <laughs> it's just too. It's it. It's it, it just not going to survive. What do they have? The second pick. Who? Colts. I'm not sure. Or third, but you've seen you're Chicago. The one, you're the one with the little mini smart machine over there. You're the research guy. Come yeah, on, yeah. We up. just we just did this. Uh, who's my number four? I'm gonna blow your mind. Well, I, so I know you like the kid from Stanford. Nope, not my number four. You're gonna. I'm gonna. You're gonna blow my mind. It's not Sean Clifford. He was a uh, Heisman candidate one, at one point. Give me, give me a co- Heisman candidate. Give me a conference. SEC. Oh, Mr. Hooker. Hendon Hooker is my number yeah. four. I have no idea other than the fact. All right, so I have an idea. I know exactly why. Uh, tore his ACL and he tore his ACL? Or he break his foot or ankle? I think ACL. It was the ACL? Yeah. And he's also like 75 years old. Right? Like he's like 25, well, that, 26. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but you can, yeah. there's no question you can get him for 10 years. Who's looking past 10 years? Right. Okay? Uh, yeah. Who the hell's everyone's looking got, past 10 everyone, years? Everyone's got to stop with this Brady shit. It's oh, like, my God. It's, it's, Come on. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Okay? He's a better passer than Richardson. He's just as mobile. Clearly a better leader. Uh, he had Tennessee, like, in the national championship up until game, t- like, week 10. Hello? Like, he oh. had a Heisman moment against Alabama where he, where he, you know, made a beautiful pass. I think it was fourth down. Uh, or third and really long, third and like 17 to get a uh, first down and get into field goal range to, to kick a winning field goal. It was fourth down? No, Colts have fourth pick. Colts have the fourth pick. Okay. Um, I I don't know why anybody I, – I don't, I don't understand the whole – Lamar Jackson is 26 years old right now. You wouldn't take him? Right. <laughs> I mean, what are we right. talking about? And you get him cheaper now. And you get, get, a, get, you get a cheaper version, right? Yeah. So, and I don't. I just, I'm just not going to listen to the no, idea I, that I the, the ACL you. is going to hold him back athletically. It doesn't for anybody anymore. They got this shit down pat so well that these come back. These guys come back and they're fine. Plus, he doesn't have to be a thoroughbred. He's a great passer of the football. Like he really can sling it. This is not like this is not Lamar where we look at him as a run first, pass second. He can chuck it, man. Right. He can right. really friggin' sling it. So he's my third, and then I have Richardson fourth, a uh, uh, fifth. I'm sorry. Everybody can, you know, stroke themselves over this kid because of what they saw at the combine. And believe me, I mean, he is chiseled out of granite, 40-inch vertical leap. Like, everything he did was bananas. He just flicks the ball and it's gone. You know, he's a specimen. But he's not a middle linebacker. He's a fucking you quarterback. Loved, you loved him uh, week one. You're like, oh, because well, he put it. He played a monster <laughs> game against Utah, right? <laughs> but guess what he did against Florida State? He went nine of twenty-two and was bad. So, you know, this is where I go back to what I opened the show with today by saying: Is the combine useful? Yeah, it's useful, and it certainly helped Anthony Richardson. But it shouldn't supersede what you've seen all season. Plus, the fact right. he's only got like twelve starts. I remember it was last year, the previous season, not this past season, previous season. I think it was Dan Orlovsky was like, you know, saw him play in one of the games. Was like, why isn't this guy starting? Hey, Dan, 
You're on ESPN. Why don't you ask the fucking coach? Because you know there's a goddamn reason that they won't start like Andrew Luck over here. Like he's so big and strong. Maybe the coach has a reason that they won't, you know, they won't play him. So that has concerns. Just that part alone. Why weren't they playing this kid? It tells me something that the coaches saw or didn't see or didn't like. New and then if he, then all you got to do is look at the game film, dude. He's average. He's a 53% completion percentage guy. Oh, I want no part of him. Come no, on. Yeah. Who else was who, who was the combine thing last year? Thrill, and then he dropped. Malik Willis. Correct. You're, they're you're high, high, and, and then you have two months. Dude, to it was like, emba- it's embarrassing. Oh. If you watch Tennessee at all this year, it's embarrassing. The one game, I oh, think yeah, they let him throw the ball nine times. Oh, it's bad. It's like, bad. It's unbelievable. Bobby Mack chiming in. Mack, thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. 100 episodes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you for that. Now that, and now, now that we're on the topic, um, you you just answered one of my questions with Richardson. That's good. Uh, the Bears. Yes. Do they trade their pick? Do they trade fields? Or do they stay where they are? Where they are? I listen. I'm. You know me very well in this matter. I am not a fields guy. Um, plus, here's the other side of it. You have a relatively new. Co- you have a coach and a GM that didn't pick Justin Fields. I would trade him, and I would I would take a quarterback in the in this pick. I would take a Will Levis. I would take a CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud played right down the street. At Ohio State. He knows how to play in cold weather. You don't have to worry about that. He knows how to play in front of hostile crowds. You don't have to worry cheaper. about that. And he's cheaper. You reset the clock. You reset the clock. People don't like to hear that, but you reset the clock. You know, do you know, right, J- Justin Fields is two years in. He's in his third year coming up. You're going to have to decide at the end of this season whether or not to offer him that fifth-year option. <laughs> do you know that you want to do that? They lost 10 straight games last year. He had like a 55% completion percentage. He had multiple games under 150 yards Whoa. passing. Like he had a game under 100 yards passing. Like come on, man. I would I would move him if I could. I don't know if they can. I don't think people talk oh anybody would want him. I don't know that anybody wants him. I'm sorry. People don't want your problems. This is like selling a used car from home. Like you're buying someone else's problem. There's a reason they're selling. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason they're selling. But if I'm the Bears, if I could find a if I could find a buyer, absolutely, I would do it. Yeah, I would definitely do it. Um, the Rams are they're, they're going to cut Jalen Ramsey. I hear. I hear they're a little wishy washy on that though. Yeah, uh, they're I mean, a little. I because I heard yesterday they were maybe considering. That's a tough one. But I don't think he, the. Here's the thing: if he was willing to restructure his contract, I'm sure they would prefer to keep him. And maybe yes, over the last, I, I heard that too. Maybe so. Maybe maybe from when that story first came out in the last couple of days, maybe they talked a little bit, and maybe he's willing to at least restructure a little. Same thing with Chiefs and Frank Clark. They cut him, but I think he's not going to come back. They'll probably, on a, cut, on a, probably bring him right back. You yeah, know, on a better deal. Um, this is the problem. You know, this is the problem when you have a quarterback who's making a shit ton of money. And frankly. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a steal at, <laughs> for what he brings to the table. It's a bargain Dude. to get him at fit forty million, but still, he's it's making, forty. He's he's making the same amount as Danny Jones. It's it's insane. But that deal well, was signed two years ago. That's why you know it's a bargain. You know you look you project forward on a ten year deal. It's a bargain. But why don't we go segue right there, Mister? While well, Mister Max on the line, Danny Jones four years. I saw this at forty million a piece. They're working away. They're working away to sign Barkley. I think before next week, 
Um, I thought they were going to franchise tag him. They did, but they could still work out a deal in the okay. meantime. Um, I think this was you, a mistake. You, you know, I'm a you know I'm a fan of Danny Jones. Forty million is a humongous question mark. Um, listen. To be fair to Dable and Shane, they didn't know how he was going to do with this with the system. You know what? And well, sure. And and he did well, but just okay. to think, if you if you tag him last year, why don't you just tag him now? Why don't you do exactly what the Baltimore Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute? Why not just do a non-exclusive tag so that if somebody else wants to offer him something, they can offer yeah, they it, should. and then they got to give up two first-round picks. You're right. They should have done that. You're right. Or you could just match. So if somebody offers them 35, you can match it. The The current team has the right to match it. Or take the two picks. If you're yeah. the fucking Giants, why wouldn't you take the two picks? First of all, the rest of your team sucks. It was a goddamn miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a goddamn miracle they did as well as they did. Is Daniel Jones your savior? I don't know. I don't know, man. At, that seems absurd. I... If the if the Ravens aren't willing to sign Lamar Jackson to that kind of number, why the hell would the Giants sign Daniel Jones to forty two million? Why wouldn't they do the exact same thing and just match whatever anybody else puts on the table? That's the so so. Uh, I'll just to clarify what I'm saying. Baltimore Ravens put a non exclusive. So there's two franchise tags you can put for those who are listening. There's two franchise tags you can put on a player. You could put an exclusive or non-exclusive. Exclusive is more expensive, but nobody else can touch the guy. So if they put an exclusive tag on on uh, Lamar Jackson, I think it would have cost them thirty-seven million or something like that. But he's theirs for the year; like nobody can right. touch it. You put a non-exclusive tag; it's less expensive. So I think this year would be thirty-two million. But other teams can talk to the player and make an offer, and if then the so like let's just up try to do it as an example. Let's say the Jets were to offer him thirty-seven million or forty million a year for four years. The Ravens now have the option of matching the contract or accepting two number one draft picks from the Jets. That's their that becomes their choice. Um, so what I'm saying is why wouldn't the why wouldn't the Giants do the same? He's not Daniel Jones isn't anywhere as valuable as Lamar Jackson. And they're almost the same goddamn age. That's what I don't get. Like what? I, and I now, granted, if you really look at the details of the contract, it's a two-year, eighty-two million dollar contract because that's what's guaranteed. They could cut him after two years, like, yeah, and it won't cost them really anything. But still, <clears throat> I, I just, you know, be a little more savvy about it. See, this is a this is the difference. You're looking at Baltimore, who is a well-run organization and has been for I don't know two decades. And maybe longer, and the Giants who have new new leadership, new GM. I don't know. Did they panic a little here? You think they panicked a little? Panic's a strong word. Who else was going to give him that kind of money? You're, you're, I, you're I, bidding against yourself. Listen, I agree with you guys too. I think like you you would have better off giving Saquon a three year deal and tagging Jones if that's what you want to do. Because I think they're good together. But you know the running back thing is. Also iffy this day and age because Zeke, Zeke's a mess now. Yeah. And their Cowboys are. <sighs> oh, totally. Man, I don't think they panicked because I think they have a game plan. 
Well, well, 40 million, dude. Whew. This is what I'm saying. Who are you? You're bidding against yourself, though. That's the only thing. I don't think there was a lot of teams out there. You you tell me who is going to give Daniel Jones anything north of 35 million. Who is going to do that? You don't think Carolina was in there, do you? 30, more than 35? I think they might have played the game, but then, yeah. but here's the thing. Then Carolina would have had to cough up two first round picks. I don't think anybody would have played that. That's true. That's I don't true. think anybody would do that. So, uh, yeah, and let's go right there. Lamar Jackson tagged. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't think, I think this is going to be sloppy this year with the Ravens and him. I don't think they're pleased with him. I don't think they're, I don't think, again, they had no other options either. Even with Mr. Pro Bowl, Tyler Huntley. <laughs> um, I thought about that. I was listening to the radio on the way here, and I'm like, you know, they're saying, like, wait, you're going to be stuck with Tyler Huntley? And I'm like, he was a pro bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh round pick in the pro bowl, but oh, my God. You know, the, the Harbaugh brothers are eat, sleep, drink football, and I don't think a guy that sat out the end of the year and doesn't have an agent and all the other shit that Lamar's been doing, I don't think this is going to end too well, bro. That's just my opinion. But I um, and, that division, and that division's pretty good, so. I think it was a brilliant move by the Ravens. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen in in recent memory. I can't remember any teams doing this non-exclusive tag. Do, do you? Washington no, didn't do it with Kirk Cousins. Nope. I'm trying to think. Like it very, it doesn't happen all the time. Usually, you either let your guy go because it's so or, steep. It, it's yeah. like, um, so, but I think it's a brilliant move. This is a really well-run organization that always drafts well. If somebody were to take them off your hand, they have to cough up two first-round picks. You can either use one of those picks or use both yours and their pick to move up to get a quarterback, or you could wait till next year till there's right. new, you know, two really high-end quarterbacks coming out next year. Uh, I, you know, the fact of the matter is, whatever you want to say about Lamar Jackson, whatever you think of him, MVP, led the league in touchdowns. That was three years ago, folks. He's missed ten games in the last two years, and both of those were to end the season. Uh, didn't make the playoffs. They might have made the play. Did they make the playoffs last year, but then lost? Or did they not make the playoffs the last two years? Because he missed the end no, of the season last no, year too. I don't think. I don't think they made it last year either. Yeah, two years in a row, you don't make and the, the playoffs. Year before, and the year before that, they lost to the Titans at home. They got embarrassed. Remember, they was that the year before? I think so. Yeah, I thought they won one game, one play. He's got one playoff win. Oh, maybe, losses. maybe, maybe they did. Anyway. Maybe they beat. You can't keep. This is like the old Cam Newton conversation when people used to say, oh, he was a league MVP and went to a Super Bowl. Dude, that was five years ago. What are we talking about? Have you seen him play lately? Now, that's not the same thing with Lamar Jackson. He's played well when he's played. But in the last 22 games, he's missed 10 games. Like, that's not good. No. Availability is the best ability. Like, you got to be on the field. Don't tell me how good he is if he's sitting on the bench. Kyler Murray isn't helping the Arizona Cardinals come this fall because he's not going to be playing. doesn't matter how much he changes his attitude. It won't matter. He's not playing. So it doesn't matter. So that's why I say, like, got to be really careful. And that's why I, I think it's a brilliant move by Baltimore. Because if somebody's willing to take him and we're, you asked, I had a question for you that we're going to get to in a minute. And you're going to say, pizza total hypocrite. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's your MO on this yeah. show. 
if somebody's willing to take them and you get two first round picks, this is a good organization. They'll draft well. They'll come up with something. This is an organization that won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. This is an organization that won a Super Bowl with um, Joe, Flacco. Joe Flacco. They know what they're doing and they know how to build teams here. Okay, and they have people. They have other people to lean on uh, that they talk to to help build their team. So if this was the Jets, I would say they don't know what the hell they're doing. But this is not the Jets. Um, and as much as I don't necessarily love, you know, the Ravens, they're one of those teams I like. Can't I always root to lose? Yeah, um, they know what they're doing, so I'm going to trust them. Uh, I'm going to trust them on this one. And so here's the other thing: you had other, you had some other teams that were coming out immediately saying that they're not interested. They're not interested. We're we're off the board. You would never have that if Lamar Jackson had a real agent. Why? Because you got guys on your team that had that same agent. And you're not trying to piss anybody else off. The problem with being your own agent is that there's nobody else to piss off. It's just you. <laughs> yeah. So they don't care. They do not care. And then the other thing that came up was collusion. Like, oh, the owners are colluding against Lamar Jackson. No, the owners are, each owner is making a decision saying, uh, I'm not, that's a too steep a price and I don't want a guy that's missed 10 games. Besides the fact... That's been five teams. You don't know what the other teams are saying. You don't know what the Jets are thinking right now, okay, which is something we're going to get to here. You don't know what Atlanta, even though they said we're probably not. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what Houston's going to do. You don't know what Chicago's going to do. Your rumors swirling left or right, left and right about a straight-up trade, Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson. Get, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what every team. So it's not collusion, Okay, when five teams out of thirty-two come out and say no, thank you, that's not collusion. So that's that. Matthew Stafford's elbow still cranky. Rumors have it. This is unbelievable. Does, does does Baker stay there? Does Baker stay there? Does Stafford retire? This is yeah. another thing that's been in the air. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but this has been what two? This is two years going now, right? Yes, this, sir. this little issue with, and it has not. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has it been? It has not been surgically repaired, right? It's just been rest. I think rest. Yes. So that's an interesting one because this is literally this is the third year in a row that this has been going on. Now, granted, the one the first year that and, it came, the first year that it happened, they ended up coming in and winning the Super Bowl. So he's he's been well, okay and, with it before. And McVay's been contemplating leaving there, and he decided to come back, and yeah. Which is why I put them in my uh, championship sphere, because I think they're making. I think they're going to make one more bold run at a title, and then I think you're probably looking at the end of Stafford and McVay at the same time. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Um, <coughs> I was. A, I texted you earlier in the week that I was very upset that my my heart was, I was crushed. I was. Just, I was going right here now. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. Yep. No, you no, you go ahead, buddy. Unfortunately, Derek Carr, this is who I wanted for the Jets. Derek Carr, he signs, what was it? Uh what the hell was Four the contract? Years. Four years, hundred and fifty million, hundred and Yeah, what is it? What did they give him? Thirty five a year? Thirty It ends up being thirty five a year. Whatever. Do the math yourself. But yeah, I was a little upset. Frankly, I there I get it and I don't get it. I don't think it's a really great fit. I think the Jets were a better fit. But I also think it's a savvy decision. Um considering the rest of that division that they're in. He goes to New Orleans. He's instantly the best quarterback in the division. When it's Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, and uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond, Desmond Ritter with Atlanta. Oh, who's the best? <laughs> it's like he just guaranteed himself a first-round 
at, at the very least, a first round uh, uh, home game because they're going to win their division. I mean, come on, they're going to win their division by default. So, you know where my pick's going to be come August when we do <laughs> we we sign up for the divisions, right? Like who's going to be in, who's going to what, what Carolina because he's yeah. always hypocrite. <laughs> they're picking they're picking Will Levis. That might change my mind. But yeah, I was sad about that. And then, you know, you speak about panic before. Now, you know, the Jets are probably panicking their asses off because. Yeah. And they, they ju- jumped on a flight on a jet uh, to go see Aaron Rodgers out in California, met with him. We'll see what comes of that. I'm hearing all day today, and that's including Adam Schefter, that while there's work to be done, everyone's interested. Rodgers is interested. Obviously, the Jets are interested and Green Bay's on board. So there's a lot to be worked out here, though, dude. What's the price tag that you got to give up for him? I will tell you what I saw today is that there is no number one picks involved. Wow. Which, if that is true, I can't imagine that's true. But if that is true, um, then I'm on board. I'm on board. If you don't have to give up a number one pick for him, I'm on board. Even though we know it, at, at most it's three years. I can't imagine it's three years. But at most it's three, more likely two, possibly just one. So well, dude, like we we've talked about for two years now, this guy is such a wild card, dude. You don't know what he's gonna wake up on. I didn't want him. It's it's the season. Let's say he comes to the Jets. The season ends next year, and we're in the same position as we are. What's the date? It's the ninth of March, and you and I, March of nine, twenty twenty four, and you and I are gonna be sitting here wondering if Aaron Rodgers is gonna play in twenty twenty four. It's gonna be the same spot. I know. That's a guarantee. Now he might, and and again, you know what? Who knows what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and and Rodgers talked about? Hey, can we get a two year commitment from you? No questions asked, unless there's some kind of calamity that happens physically or something like that. Like, you know, fucking Joe Theismann's his leg or something. I don't know. Oh no! All right, I don't want to jinx him. But other than that, can no, we get a guarantee of two that years? That would be the Jets in a nutshell, wouldn't it? Don't do that. Don't talk about it. I take it back. You talked about it. it. Can we delete that? Yeah, We're going to delete that from the podcast. I'm deleting you, that. Man. Stop you it. Are, Stop it. Walk away. <laughs> our buddy, our buddy Mike, the Jet guy, is probably throwing shit. Right? Oh, my God. He's ready to kill Mike me. Mike Cohen. Yeah, he's ready um, to kill me. All right, a couple things for you. Yeah. What's your backup plan if he says no thanks? Uh, my next one, I have two. Uh, Garoppolo would be my first choice, and you're not even going to believe what I'm going to say now. Baker Mayfield. He might be a Ram. I give him, He might be, but I'm just saying that's what I'm going. I'm going. I'm offering him two years, $40 million. Oh, shit. Gap quarterback. Now, it gives you a couple years. It gives you a year or so to work on work with Zach. Also gives you a chance to you can draft another quarterback along the way. He's a free agent, so you don't have to give up anything. Listen, we look at it as a gap quarterback. He's not the solution, but you got to have somebody under center. And what I will say, and we talked about this last year when the Rams picked him up, he looked like he ate a little humble pie Mm. in a very, in, in a short amount of time and not a lot of practices, played pretty well with a skeleton receivers crew. With the Rams, like I thought, he played pretty well at the end of the year last year. Not a lot of turnovers, pretty decent completion percentage. No Cooper Cup, no Jefferson. Like he was missing a bunch of guys and still played okay. Um, I would be willing to give him like a two-year, you know, I don't know, 
I don't know the numbers, 35, 40 million dollars over those two years or one year with a team option or something. I, however do you want to do it. I give him two years. You know, configure it however you the hell you want to configure it. I don't fucking know. But that's what I would do. It would give me some time with Zach. It would give me some time if I if, if they're done with Zach, it gives you some time to reevaluate the draft coming up and next year's draft, whatever. So it's certainly not a long-term solution, but neither is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is more of a win-now solution where Baker would then be a gap quarterback solution. Next question. Rodgers comes here. Wilson's gone. I don't know that that's true. Anybody else comes here, Wilson stays? I don't know that that's true. I don't think okay. so. I don't. I really don't think so. And I don't see why the Jets would do that. He's cheap. He's cheap. I don't even know if he cost him $10 million this year. He sucks. He sucked this year. He sucked. And, and late more than early. I, I still think there's something there. I really do. But... You know, we saw what we saw. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hang yourself on because, that one. Yeah, because what are you going to do? You're going to cut him, and then who are you bringing in? Teddy Bridgewater? Like, is that I'd better? Bring the, I, I'd bring in Andy Dalton. I'd bring in, I'd bring in a but couple Andy guys. Andy Dalton's like, going to cost you north of $10 million. He's not taking less than $10 million. Neither is Baker. You just Dude, get Baker $20 million. Andy Dalton, I know, but he's going to be the starter. Are you talking Andy Dalton as a starter? Yeah, if you're oh, anybody else. No, I okay, that's different. I, I would consider that too. That's he that, that's the same. To me, that's the same as taking Baker. Like you're it's a one or two year gap quarterback. But you're yeah, saying no, get rid yeah, of but, Zach. I'm not getting rid of Zach no matter who. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying no matter who. I thought you were saying bring in Andy right. Dalton as a backup. No. Yeah, if you brought in Andy Dalton as I'm not getting rid of Zach. Why would I? He's cheap. And there's still I would still Okay. I'm trying to but look at it the, from after a after G- this year you got you gotta extend yes, it now, right? You yeah, got, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at it from a GM, you know, owner perspective. Angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you have no, um, you have no like rush to make a decision on him. Why get rid of him? It's he's cheap. He's a he's a. No, he's, that makes sense. And why not find out what you know? Come OTAs, summer, you know, once camp breaks. Why not find out if he's put in any work over the winter? You know what I mean? I, I told you the stories that I heard about him driving from Utah down to San Diego to work with a quarterback's coach. Like, that impressed me. That shows me that he's not Jenny Manziel, that he was willing to put in the work. So why can't we assume that he's going to put in the work over the over the winter, over the over the course of, of this uh, offseason? And maybe he comes back and straightens out all the shit that was a mess because there were some things that were a mess. But I'm going to give him a chance to do that. I'm, I'm certainly going to give him a chance to do that. And at worst, he's my backup. So what? Is he worse than Joe Flacco? Like, who, who else are you getting as a backup? That's the thing. Right. And if, once you're down to your backup anyway, you're kind of fucked. I mean, are you going to keep Mike White? I don't know. Question. Yeah. Yeah, that's an option too, I guess. But what do you, what, what, what do you pick, an 18? I think 13. We'll let us there at 13. Fuck you. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no. You got Will Levis at 13, and then I cut Zach Wilson. Yeah. Or trade him or whatever. No, I don't, I, I don't care what they do at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the other thing. Just so you know, first-round draft pick, rookie contract, your first three years are guaranteed. It might be your first four years. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. I know it's guaranteed. I just First don't know. First round pick? Yeah. Four. So they're going to pay him no matter what. Yeah. That's the problem. So you got to try to trade him. You know, but if yeah, Will Levis is there, oh my God, dude, come on. That, that, that card will be in before, uh, what's his face even steps off the stage from the previous pick, uh, with Goodell, <laughs> you kidding me? Absolutely. You have any more football? I have my one question for you. Oh, please. Okay. So obviously the jets are doing the dance with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yet on the other side, March 15th is the official like date I guess you'd say like cuts and free agency and all that kind of stuff. Would you rather ha- you're going to have to give up something for Rodgers? It doesn't look like at at the very least it's one first round pi- first round pick, not two. But would you rather have Aaron Aaron Rodgers for say like a one and a four or a two and a three, or would you rather have Lamar Jackson for two ones? Am I getting am I getting Rodgers for two years? Let's just say yes. You're getting him. Because he, he, I have to believe when they went out to California, they wanted some kind of assurance yeah. that they're not going to do this dance again next year if they were to if they were to sign him. At least give us two years. We're giving up a lot. Give us at least you know, can you not guarantee us, but can you give us two years? Can you promise us two years? So how yes. much how much money am I giving Lamar? Dude, he wants guaranteed money. It sounds like I think the number that Watson, he, would, he wants Watson money, right? I think he wants two hundred north of two hundred and thirty million. Fuck, and you got to guarantee dude, it all. I I take Rogers and all, easy answer for me. Okay, I, I don't like I don't like Lamar. Listen, Rogers is Rogers isn't exactly uh, Mister Rogers. No pun intended. No. But, um. Lamar, the last two years, the quitting thing I don't love, the no-agent thing I don't love, his legs are going to uh, fall apart at some point if they're not already. Um, no thanks. I, plus my plus future picks, plus money? No, Rodgers, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Here's Pete the Hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. I love it. I love this it. This guy... Has no pride. Um, I'm going with Lamar. Here's the deal I'm offering though. I'm not offering the I'm not offering the um the uh Deshaun Watson deal. I'm going three years, 150 with a fourth year team option for 45 not guaranteed non-guaranteed. So it's a team option anyway. So like yep. it's a so four years. Uh, 195, 150 of it guaranteed. So you have to give up. To, here's why I'm saying that. You're guaranteed to have Lamar for three years. He won't take that. No way. Well, he's getting his 50 mil a year guaranteed for three instead of five. Well, what's Watts again? Five? Yeah, but it's not quite 50 million average. It's a, yeah, little, it's a little south of that. But here's why for the Jets, I would prob- I would probably pull the trigger on this. Two first-round picks this year, next year. Well, you have your quarterback for this year and next year, so it's not like you have to draft a quarterback with those two first-round picks. So by the time his contract is up, you'll have first-round picks again. 
I because of the injuries and because he's an aging running quarterback, I don't want the contract to go too long. So that's why I'm three years guaranteed, one year team option. However, that works. You know, they a four year one ninety five with three. You know, with one hundred fifty guaranteed, um, one hundred fifty sign in bonus. I guess they call that. Yeah. Why do I do this? If I'm Baltimore, I don't. But Baltimore has a track record and a history of success. The Jets haven't made the playoffs since I think 2010, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. It would be really fucking nice to go three straight years. What have I told? What's the one one thing I've been consistent about for since the beginning of this fucking podcast about Lamar Jackson? What you're do I say every the, time? You're never you're never gonna win the Super Bowl, but you'd be in the playoffs every year. You're gonna win ten games every year. You're gonna yeah. uh, now with seventeen games, you know, you're gonna win ten and a half games every year. I'm sorry. Unless he's not on the field. Unless he's not on the field. I get it. But I'm sorry. I would love, love to win ten or eleven games every year for the next three, maybe four years. And have a Sunday night home playoff game. Oh, Peter, you oh look you. at you. Come on, don't you wanna see Week 17, New York Jets versus Buffalo Bills. Lamar Jackson at home against Josh Allen. Come on. It would be nice. It would for you for you for your sake, it would be nice, dude, honestly. So, while while so this is the difference. The Jets are not a Super Bowl organization. You're trying to create no. that. You're trying to create that kind of culture, but you have to be a winner before you can be a champion. And they're losers. We, All right. we are losers. So I would like to start by winning. Let's start winning as an organization, and then we could talk Listen, Super Bowl. I don't want to talk Super Bowl right now. We haven't made a playoffs in 13 years. You're trying to create a winning culture. But there's not a lot of wide receivers that want to come play with this guy. You already have them. And they're on rookie contracts. And you have no, a nice you, tight end. On. And you have you a nice running them. back. You were gonna. You were. You were. You were minutes away from cutting the kid from Ole Miss this year. What's I was name? not happy with him. He was being. A li- he was being a little asshole. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. No, he was being a little asshole. Like, where do you get off, dude? You got like nine catches yeah. in two years. But I think right. Elijah Moore has a lot of talent. I think he could be used. Obviously, Garrett Wilson is good. Yeah. Um. That's that's clear. Rookie offensive rookie of the year. They have a nice two nice tight ends. Obviously, Brees Hall and everything I'm hearing is he's going to be ready by the start of the season. So the weapons are there. He doesn't get to use the old, I don't have weapons excuse anymore. And it would just be fun. It would be fun. It would be fun and cool to be a Jets fan. I always got to listen to these Steelers fans like, oh, we're always winning. We never lose. And it's great. Super Bowls. And fuck you. Like, I would like to just be a winner for a little while. (laughs) Somewhere right now, Steve Savali's smiling. (laughs) (laughs) like to know what that feels like for a couple minutes for christ's sake you know what i mean so that's why i would do it i would pull the trigger it's gonna cost you and you're gonna and you're gonna you're gonna suffer in other positions because that's like 23 percent of the salary cap it's bananas but you have so many young players on this team i think they can pull it off and uh you still have the draft to build the line bring in some free agents that kind of stuff so defense is solid the defense is set you know, you got you, basically you need a quarterback and a couple offensive linemen, and this team is ready to roll. I'm not saying they'll win the Super Bowl, but I think with Lamar Jackson and a couple other pieces on the offensive line, they're a 10 win, 11 win team, and I'll take it. I'll take that right now. All right, last last question for Go you. Go ahead. 
Is the reason why you chose Lamar is because all the shit you talked about Aaron Rodgers for two and a half years and you can't be you're trying to stay away from being a hypocrite? No. It's because I don't – well, I'm already being a hypocrite because I'm taking <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I didn't mean to add on more. But <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's because I, I get, I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing I'm getting long more time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, you're probably going to be giving up picks in this draft and next year's draft, which means I won't be I won't be able to pick again until like a first rounder 20, or something. 20, like 20, you know what I mean? Where and he'll be gone. Whereas with Lamar Jackson, this year, next year, give a first round pick. He's still on the team the following year when I still have a when I have another first round pick. Yeah. You understand what I mean? So yep. I'll be able to use that on defense, on linemen, on whatever we need at the time. And then the following uh, year, then we then you can start looking for a quarterback again. I lied. One more question. Hey, and by the way, that fourth year, think of three years is a long time for for guys in the NFL and a quarterback. Who knows what kind of physical changes Lamar Jackson goes through? So he may not be the same player three years from now and might be more than happy to take that fourth year, you know, as a team option. Like he might be fine with that. You know, you got your 150 in the bag. And you know you'll take less in that fourth year, so he may want to just stay, and 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 everything's okay. But you don't worry about that as the Jets. You right. want these three years, next three years. This, by the way, the next three years is when you have Garrett Wilson signed, you have Elijah Moore signed, you have these guys signed on rookie contracts, so you can have an expensive quarterback. You're salivating right now. You can't even. I know. I'm talking myself right into it. Um, Meanwhile, they're gonna they're gonna have Baker Mayfield. <laughs> one more. Think of Sam Darnold back. Have Sam Darnold. One, one more question. Yeah. Any part of you nervous about the Favre same age? No. Gets hurt. Different guys. Okay. I don't like it. Compare it to Ohio State with C.J. Stroud. It gives me pause that he's a Ohio State quarterback, but when I watch him play, what I saw is different. Than previous Ohio State quarterbacks, I see a guy who can go from read one to two to three, which I didn't see previously. Aaron Rodgers is different than Brett Favre; he's different, different dude. So I, it, it's not that. Although I think about it, that's not why. Um, I don't like the chaos. I don't want chaos. What about what about his gameplay last year? Wasn't great. Yeah, but if you remember three years ago, before. Um, uh, who the hell's the head coach over there in Green Bay? That would be Lafleur. Lafleur. Before Lafleur got there, he had his worst year of his career, and everybody thought he was done. And then Lafleur gets there and he wins back-to-back MVPs. So he lost. He lost Adams. Yeah, but now he's going to Robert Sala for Christ's sake. Yeah, but he's got Nathaniel Hackett, who was his favorite offensive coordinator. That's your boy. I'm not thrilled your about boy. that either. I'm not Let's go. Imagine you're gonna know, you're gonna, with Lamar Jackson. You're going to go with Drew Locke. For, you're going to go like that. <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, West Coast offense with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, boy. Oh, man. That sounds great. All right, let's talk about golf. Let's talk about some golf. As we both have it on our TVs right now. Yep. See it right over my shoulder right here. It's a beautiful, beautiful day in uh, Northeast Florida. So I asked Peter to give me five guys that he thinks he could they could win this tournament. Players this is championship. The first, this is the first at uh, TPC Sawgrass with the Island Green, the famous seventeen. Let me before we f- get into the players, I just want to say that the coolest thing about that Island Green, obviously the coolest thing is the way it looks, but the really cool thing about what is it, one hundred and thirty yards, one hundred thirty-seven, yeah, right. 
I've said this last year. I'll probably say it every year that we do this podcast, but I've said it every time every year previously, so I'm going to say it again. I am blown away when these guys are 130 yards out on a regular hole. They're they're thinking, how do I get this thing inside of 10 feet? Like they're they're throwing darts at the pin. It's amazing the psychology of sports because it's 137 yards and the <laughs> water freaks them the fuck out. Uh, just before we came on to do the podcast today, somebody dumped it in, and I'm like, these guys. If you gave if you Dude. gave them a if you gave them a shot from 137 yards from a fairway, they would hit the green 95. Oh. They would hit the green 95 out of 100, and. They'd if they missed it, it would be on a fringe. Like, they're not missing the green from 137. It's just not happening. So it's like a tee box, and they and they, it's, it's, it's so like uncanny uh, how often it happens and it lands in the water. It's just bananas. Turn around in three seconds. You're going to see a great shot. I'm a little it. delayed. By, oh, I can see As, it. Yeah, I can see it right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, beautiful. So that's I find that fascinating. That's what's so fun about it, right? Like, the psychology of it, they see the water in it. And even if they look calm and they do stay calm... There's no reason for them. These are pros. These are the best in the world. And they and they put it in the water. It's crazy. Dude, that, that flag is so like it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's, 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 so, it's, it's so it's so close to the water. It's so nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, all right. I got five for you, buddy. Oh, um, right, let's hear it. Number five, I got Ricky Fowler. Ooh, look at you with the big balls. He, he's been a ghost for a long time now. Been he's playing, playing a better lot, though. Playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. He's won there before, so Cobden should be pretty good. And you get him in a pretty good number, you know? You make a good point. He did win. Yeah. He did win there. That's a good one. Um, I didn't have him in it. I didn't put him in any specific order. I just have five guys. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, I, I mean, to me at the top of the list is is uh, Rory McIlroy. Um, he's been playing pretty well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's won it before. I don't know if he's won it. I don't know if he's won He usually plays pretty well here, though. So I'm gonna go with Rory, plays, but he's he's definitely been plays playing well everywhere. He, he's, yeah, he's well. There's that. Um, he's been playing pretty well to start the season, so I'm gonna put him in there, top five. Dude, and, and I've always liked him, but in the last year and a half, he's took a, re- a really big step in my in my liking for him. Is it the, the LIV stuff? The yeah, a little okay. bit of that. But then he backed it up. Well, like, I was just gonna just, say, it, I think that fight has actually. With Norman? Well, yeah, with Norman, with LIV in general. Remember, remember, remember. I think he, I think he overtook Norman's. Yes, wins the, yes. the weekend. He was talking shit. So that, that, like, that to me shows something, man. But it's like, done something to him, or maybe you could say for him. Like, I don't know how to explain it properly. He's been accepted. He's more manned than up. Me. Yeah, he's kind of manned up, and okay, I think maybe it's given a little, given him a little more mental fortitude. Like Rory has a way of folding sometimes, and he goes yeah. into like little kid mode and just kind of like pouts and walks off and just th- his game goes to shit. And I just feel like this battle that he's been in defending the PGA Tour has kind of like puffed his chest, built up his bravado. Like he's a little more mentally tough since this whole thing has started going down. So I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. Number four for me. This fucking guy doesn't go away. He's in every tournament on Sunday. He's always hanging around. He's one shot back, two shots back. Patrick Cantley. Oh, good call. Good call. I don't have him on my list. Uh, and if you would have let me guess, I, this is who I would have said. Oh, my, my bad. Second, but, uh, no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I'm just saying if you – I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it's got to be this guy. Uh, Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Big, to- big tournaments. This guy shows up. If it's a major – he doesn't always win them. Sometimes he does. Doesn't always win them. But he's always there. 
So Xander Shoffley, you know he's going to be somewhere on that leaderboard. You know that he always is. With the big tournaments, the majors and the big ones, whether it's Jack's place or here, like he's always he's always yep. there. I'd like Number to see th- him start winning a little more. Getting a little I know. What, I know. Westwood, is that the guy? Is that the British Yeah, guy? Westwood. He's getting yeah. a little Westwood in him where it's like always there, never winning. Needs I want him to that, see him start. That was Rick, that was Ricky for a long time too. He yeah. was always there, but he never he never closed it out. Like see him Number start three, a more. I got a very consistent young fella. Ice in his veins, sometimes makes ridiculous shots, good and bad, but he's always hanging around. Happy Gilmore's caddy, Will Zalatoris. I like Will Zalatoris, and I will put, absolutely put him on my list a few weeks from now when we're at the Masters because yeah, he dude, plays very he's gonna well win, there. He's going to win one of these this year. He's going to win something. He's I think so you're good. probably right. I like him a lot. I do not have him on the list, and I'm going to be totally honest with you here. I like your list better than my list. Mine is very <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> Mine is very vanilla. Yours is very interesting. And then let me get you as vanilla as it gets right now. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. I'm going to put Scotty Scheffler on my list for sure. <laughs> and frankly, if you don't have anybody out there, if you don't have Scotty Scheffler on your list every single week, then I don't know if, what you're watching. This guy is just unbelievable. Does everything well. He just does every. He has no holes in his game. Drives the ball well. Hits disgustingly ridiculous irons. Putts very well. Chips well. He does everything well. So, And he's consistent as shit. It's like really sometimes it actually pisses me off like can we find some flaws dude please yeah something once in a while number two for me young great exciting player he's awful out of the sand and he's you can see the nerves on sunday get to him i think that'll come over maturity and over time and experience victor hovland mm. scotty did his homework this week i like this <laughs> scotty did his homework this week All right, i got two wild cards here this maybe maybe juices it up a little bit uh, my first one, historically great player, but the last couple years, I don't know if it's injuries. Jason Day. Oh, you bastard. Great call, Jason Day. Thank you. Been playing much better at the beginning of the season, kind of at the end of the season last year, frankly, was playing a little better, but more beginning yeah, of the season. Right. He, got, he got healthier. I, so, he, he and more time off healthy, than a rush back. The guy drives at a million yards. He's a great putter. So like good. when his game is on, he's tough to beat. So I got he's and he's playing much better. And like you said, he's healthy. So I got Jason Day in that mix. I got a Jason Day story for you, real quick. I would so love a at, Jason Day story. We're at you know Mac Mac will remember this too. He was with me. We're at the um, Northern Trust Ridgewood Country Club down the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple years ago, right before the world ended. Um, we're, we're sitting, we're sitting behind the first tee, elevated bleachers. Everyone's taking a part four. Everyone's taking a driver, the driver, driver guy takes a friggin' either a driving iron or a two or three iron and drives it past everybody. And we're going, holy shit. The guy knew he couldn't go driver. He'd be in the water or the sand and he still drove it past. Like it's incredible. Like ridiculous. So to, to your point, guy could hit it, man. When he's right, his back's right. When he's right, he's top five. Like, that just is what it is, you know? Bobby Mack with the line of the day, I think. <laughs> Zalator still sounds like a mouthwash to me. <laughs> you just made his day. He's right. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, um, and number one for me, no shocker here, Scotty Scheffler. Fantastic player. Best in, Him and John Rahm are battling every week for the best player in, in the world. And you know what's great about him, too? He's so big in big events. Yes. And he's become a little bit more personable and likable. You need a little bit more juice because if you're going to be in the spotlight all the time, you can't be a dud, man. Gotta like, you got to say a little something, man. You got to bring a little yeah. something to the table other than the play. Yep. 
Um, my last one here, and to be honest with you, if you look at the last couple years, he has not played well overall, but he tends to show up in big spots, especially when people count him out. You want to take a guess at this one? Jordan Spieth. No, but you scared me with the J. Justin Rose. Oh, there you go. He has a, he, I think he's played well here before also, and I like that. Believe me when I tell you, I, I, Scotty, I know you know this, but maybe for people who don't necessarily play a lot of golf, the course matters. If you're – sometimes the course just fits your eye and sometimes it doesn't. I tell people all the time about a course that I play down here. It's called Buena Vista Country Club. It's gorgeous. It's like it's, – it's not on any of the golf apps. You have to – it's still like you have to call. So it's not overrun. That's you're, great. It doesn't get played yeah. out by midsummer. It's still very cushiony, beautiful. But it's not long. And it's not a particularly difficult course. And I'm like, I should score. I can't score at this fucking place. No matter what. I, <laughs> great conditions. Like, it's a beautiful place. It's quiet. No one's rushing you. You're never waiting. Like, tee boxes and stuff. You're never waiting. And I just can't score there. For some reason, like, the holes. But yet, you put me on some of these other courses that are way tougher. For some reason, I knock them down. It doesn't make any sense except for, like, some courses. And this is what I think, like, with Justin Rose. Ah, Sometimes, he just... If it fits his eye, he tends to play well, no matter how he was even playing the week before. We've seen it in the past where he will get, he will not even make the cut one week, and then the fo- then following week he'll win the tournament, yeah, or, or or be in the final grouping in that tournament. Like it's crazy, but that's just the kind of player he is. He just can find it out of nowhere, especially if it's a course that he's comfortable with. And I think yep. he and I think he is here, so I think you might see him there. By the way, for those um, that have listened to us before, you know we've mentioned uh, Mike Dean with Dean Dome Sports. He sends Scotty and I his – well, I don't know if he still sends to you, but I think he does, right? Yeah. Uh, he yep. sends us his list of um, – for DraftKings and FanDuel. FanDuel, yeah. He sends his list. So, you know, take a look. Uh, check out his podcast, uh, Dean Dome Sports, and you might be able to – Catch what he's up to each and every week, usually especially with the majors. But he puts some, he puts them out there every week. Mike's a hell of a guy. I don't know him well, but I just want to send good wishes out to his good wife. I, I believe she had surgery and uh, yeah, ACL and surgery. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and he's got to take care of her. So I wish her the best of luck because Mike's probably going to be betting every four seconds on this golf thing, and I hope she doesn't get forgotten about. And she's probably going to lose a lot of weight because Mike cannot cook. She's either going to be eating cereal nonstop for the next <laughs> mac month. and cheese, <laughs> mac and cheese. Like she's going to be uh, not enjoying cuisine, as we say. Are we done? Are you? Are you? Are you ready? Are we? Do- Is this it? Is it time? Yeah, it's time. Scotty's new close out of the show i'm so uh, excited here. should we All have right, like a drum so, roll or something so what i so what i did in my head i think i want to do a little trivia as we close every week now oh, we both love trivia okay um i'm gonna start with something that's close to my heart the denver broncos okay of course it's a three-part question for you am i son. answering this or are you we gonna are leave it out it. there or are we gonna leave it out there for no you could answer it let's, okay let's yeah let's close it with uh with a little back and forth okay. as we like to do it's a three-parter Jesus Christ, oh. I feel like it's a goddamn SATs. You look a little nervous. You're sweating off that pretty beard of yours. Sat up tall and everything. How many Super Bowls have the Broncos been in? How many have they been in? How many have they been in? Um, seven? Oh, my goodness. So close. Six? Eight. Four with John Elway. Two with Peyton Manning. 
and I don't know. Who else? Five with John Elway. Was it five? Yeah. He lost three? Yeah. God. He man. went 0-3, and then he won the last two. Wow. That's awful. A, a man named Craig Morton, that piece of shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was another one. That's why I made it seven, but I only thought I thought uh, he only went to five. So, so their record? Well, three and three and five. Yes, sir. You got that one right. Okay. And and can you name their opponents? Oh my God! Hell yeah, no. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. I'd they never played backwards. the same team twice. Yeah, I'd have to work backwards. So you got Seattle. Boom. No. And well, they lost to Seattle. That wasn't the last one. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said you're working backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell did they just beat? With Peyton Manning, practically throwing left-handed. So, so the quarterback on that team won MVP, and he's been a ghost ever since. Basically, Cam Newton. Yep. Oh, was it Cam? Was it was it Carolina? Cam Newton. Yep. Oh, yep. Good guess. All right, he has been a ghost, but he's dead now. Um, <laughs> NFL wise, his career's dead. His career. Yeah, dead. Jesus, he's not dead. Jeez, guy getting a car accident will be my fault. Uh. Shit, man. Oh, uh, this one's gonna be tough. San Fran? They're in there, but they not in your order. They're in there. Yeah. I'm out. Tell me. All right. From we'll go from Giants? we'll go from Yep, Giants in there. Max smiling now, that bastard. Hope his mustache tickles his nostrils. Washington? The, Washington's in there, yep. You got three more. Three. Yeah, I'm out. The Dallas Cowboys. That's an old that was, one, right? That was, that was the first one. Okay. And the two they won back-to-back, the Green Bay Packers. Both times it was Green Bay? And the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, okay. And Atlanta Falcons won is the fourth. Well, I thank God for that, them beating Minnesota, because Minnesota was, Minnesota was fucking nasty that year. Was that a and Randy Moss? The, and that's the year the Jets should have beat us in the championship game, too. Oh, thanks a lot for throwing that six degrees of Jets in there. Uh, Listen, I didn't say it was going to be painless for you. Oh, uh, thanks. You always <laughs> got to find a way to stab me in the neck. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like the new. I like the new. Uh, the new clothes. Yeah, we'll, show. A little we'll, trivia. we'll get some. We'll get trivia. some tricky ones for you. If All we can. right. Uh, I got some news of the day. Headline: Twenty-eight girls hospitalized with anxiety after what were they playing with, Scotty? Twenty-eight girls this- hospitalized. With anxiety after playing with this phone, a Ouija board, a Ouija oh, board. Jeez. Nearly thirty schoolgirls have been hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with a Ouija board at their school in Colombia. Mm. Like how I said that Spanish accent. That was very yeah. good. Uh, Twenty-eight possible cases. Blah blah blah. Have you ever used a Ouija board? A long, long time ago. Did it work for you? Like, did it move and all that stuff? From what I remember, we didn't ask, like, really, like, deep down, dark, secret questions. But I'll tell you something. You got a story? 14 years old. Oh, Freshman boy. baseball. Uh, we had practice, but it got rained out. So we went to one of the team manager's homes, and she had a Ouija board. The whole team is there. We start messing around with it, and it's like, you know, fake and all this kind of stuff. But then a couple of us were, like, off to the side while everybody was being a dopey. And we started like really doing it. And then we borrowed it and went back to my house. There was three of us back at our house, back at my house. 
and this thing starts flying all over the board. And we're asking, like, what is our final batting averages going to be? And by the way, it picked the final, our final batting averages within 10 points on each of us. It was disgusting. I had, it was a wild, like, crazy night of what went on. A scary shit. About a week, like, I had the most, the scariest nightmares. I woke up multiple times in the middle of the night. I'm dying. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, it was just brutal. And these guys slept over. There's three of us there. And, and I just was freaking out. So it was a couple days later, my, my bedroom was upstairs, there were two floor and I was upstairs. And I come to the top of the stairs after I wake up in the morning, and at the bottom of the stairs, I see a Ouija board. You ever see in the movies where like there's something in the distance and then the camera just zooms in on it? That's what happened to me, I'm like, and, and like the camera went all and I see the Ouija board. And I'm like, where the fuck is that? I'm like freaking out. I'm like, dad, what is it? He says, oh, I saw you guys, my dad's like, I saw you guys were having a lot of fun with it. And I thought I'd get you one. Like, I didn't want you to have to borrow. I thought I'd get you one. And I'm like, take it back right now. <laughs> and I swear to God, he t he's like, really? I'm like, get it out of the house. So while this story of these 28 girls sounds ridiculous, uh, it would have been 29 girls. Because I, identify, <laughs> I identify as an anxious girl when I'm using the Ouija board. So... Believe me, not fun. I do. I have no fond memories of playing with that goddamn thing. It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. That's interesting. I can't even like to tell you everything, just because this went on over like ten hours. We were just oh, nonstop because yeah. you it got just, no sleep. It really started moving. It was crazy. So, one hundred fucking episodes, my man. Yeah, boy. Unbelievable. Awesome. Hundred awesome. more to come. Very cool, man. For Scott Bracy, I am Pete Colasano. You've been listening to one hundredth episode of Bump and Run. And we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Yeah.